Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Welcome in Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Hope your Tuesday is going spectacularly well. You probably should know that your car's needs now come with a reward. With the AutoZone Rewards Program, spend $20 five times and earn a $20 reward. So sign up today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. You know who was not in the zone yesterday? My critics. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. I would encourage you if you want to be entertained during the course of the day. You enjoy Outkick, the coverage, the radio show. We have a lot of different articles up. Um, now it's even easier, outkick.com. You can go check out my website. Jason Martin, producer there, writing a lot about uh, about things as well. Um, television last night, we had uh, Russell Westbrook win the MVP. Not a surprise. If you pay attention to the odds market, he was something like minus 10,000 by the time the end of the season happened to win that award. Uh, we also had LeVar Ball make an appearance on WWE live from L.A. We'll probably play you some of that audio before long. Uh, John McEnroe now in a war of words with Serena Williams over whether or not he could, whether how good Serena would be if she were playing against men. I don't think there's anything that controversial about that story. We'll talk about it. One of the stories that I think is maybe the most fascinating in all the world of sports right now is... California and their new law banning state-sponsored travel to eight different states, and we're going to get to that, and I'm going to put on my lawyer hat. I'm going to tell you why I think that is a massive story. I was chasing it down yesterday. The California Attorney General's office uh, refused to allow anybody to come on the radio and defend the new law that they have passed, but I think it has a potentially substantial impact when it comes to UCLA, Cal Berkeley, UC Santa Barbara, all of the UC state-sponsored institutions in California, and their ability to travel to other states and play sporting events. We'll get into that. But we begin with 
a story that kind of blew me away. It's no great surprise to anybody who listens to this show that over the course of the past couple of years, I've pointed out that ESPN has decided that they're going to turn people who aren't heroes into heroes because it fits their left-wing agenda in sports, right? If you are listening right now and you believe that Caitlyn Jenner is a hero because she decided to become a woman, then okay, congratulations. You agree with ESPN's decision to give her an ESPY for courage. Same award that was named after Arthur Ashe, who got HIV and died of AIDS from a blood transfusion. That's basically the same kind, and then became an advocate fighting against HIV. That's basically the same kind of heroism that Caitlyn Jenner had, right? When Caitlyn Jenner decided, oh, I used to be Bruce, now I'm going to be Caitlyn, and I'm going to dress up like a girl. That's the same kind of heroism in ESPN's mind. They believe, ESPN does, that Michael Sam deciding to publicly announce that he's gay makes him a modern-day Jackie Robinson. I mean, that's the way they covered Michael Sam deciding to be a public gay football player. They also believe that Colin Kaepernick, who decided to take a knee during the national anthem, is a modern-day Rosa Parks, Nelson Mandela, a hero of the American sporting landscape. All of those things are incredibly left-wing opinions that have conspired to drive ESPN's ratings from a sports perspective to a 10-year low. Over the last six years, they have lost 13 million cable subscribers, and they've driven themselves to a 10-year low. Well, one of their top executives decided to fire back at me in a article that was in the Sports Business Journal. Sports Business Journal is for, for sports and, uh, and, and, and people who are involved in, in media and business, kind of an industry article. And I don't care. Obviously, people take shots at me all the time. But when things are fundamentally untrue, uh, I, I don't just accept what people say. And so these were, uh, these were intriguing comments. I'm going to let you guys weigh in if you would like. I'm done to start the show with this. This is from one of the top people at ESPN. And he said, the whole narrative that ESPN is liberal is a false one that was seeded and perpetuated primarily by a direct business competitor. We have no political agenda whatsoever. That's not true. ESPN has made the decision, whether you like it or not, to become a wing sports organization. And there is clear data which shows that people who vote for Republicans have decided not to watch ESPN. Their ratings have collapsed. The more interesting thing about this is these are shots at me, and I'm named in the article that ESPN wants to take. These are direct shots at me. And I always think it's important to be as authentic as I possibly can be. You can agree or disagree with every opinion that I have, and I welcome it. In fact, we have open phone lines, 877-996-6369. You're welcome to weigh in, take shots at me, disagree with any and everything that I say. But what you need to know is I do not receive a single dollar right now from anybody at Fox Sports. I think that's important because what I bring to the table, I believe, when I sit down in front of this mic and talk for three hours every day, when I sit on my Periscope or my Facebook Live, when I write on my website, what I am sitting down and telling you is I'm going to be as honest as I possibly can. That's my goal, as authentic as I possibly can. You may not like me. You may not agree with my opinions, but I'm telling you 100% what I believe every day for three hours in the morning 
later in the afternoon on my Periscope and Facebook show, all day long on my website. And OutKick is 100% independent. That means that I own it. That means that I sell all the advertising. That means that nobody else is telling me what to say. I got to tell you, I've got the best radio bosses that have ever existed in Scott Shapiro and Don Martin. I mean, absolutely fantastic at Fox Sports Radio. But just taking you a little bit behind the curtain, Fox Sports does not own Fox Sports Radio. I don't receive a dollar from Fox Sports for this show. We're a part of iHeartMedia. Fox Sports is just a licensing deal. So I'm not employed by Fox Sports at all. So when I come on and tell you any opinion, and then somebody at ESPN tries to say, oh, that's just Clay Travis saying what Fox Sports wants him to say, that's fundamentally not true. I tell you exactly what I think every single day. And in addition to the fact that I make $0 from Fox Sports, I just recently made the decision to turn down a television show. In the spring, I was offered a television show. They said, you can move to L.A., we'll give you a daily show on FS1, and you can do your thing on TV. I thought about it. I live in Nashville, Tennessee now. Got three kids, happy, healthy, wife's happy, make a good living, love what I do, think I have the best job in America. So I turned down that offer, and as a result, I'm not employed by Fox Sports anymore. So I think that's important. So you can agree or disagree with every opinion that I have, but I think it's important that you guys know that I'm coming to my opinions from a place of 100% independence that really nobody else in sports media right now has. If I suddenly couldn't do this radio show tomorrow, I would still make a great living being entirely independent, running my website, doing Periscope, Facebook, everything else. I don't know that anybody else in sports media, maybe with the exception of Bill Simmons, can say that. I love that because it gives me creative control and it gives me the opportunity to be as honest as I possibly can be without worrying about suddenly whether somebody's going to get upset and I'm going to lose a job. Other quotes from ESPN. It would be foolish in the business that we're in to take sides on the political arena. Our business competitor perpetuates this narrative because in this highly partisan time, it suits them to highlight this distinction even when it doesn't exist. Do you know what... And then I'm going to continue with other quotes. ESPN executives say the people who focus on a liberal bias ignore things like the recent hiring of Hank Williams Jr. to sing Monday Night Football, to sing the Monday Night Football opening. That's a real defense from ESPN people about the fact that they're not actually extremely left-wing. No, 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 no. We're not left-wing. We hired Hank Williams Jr. to sing for two minutes every morning Every evening, sorry, when Monday Night Football begins. The guy who sings, are you ready for some football, that we previously fired because he compared Barack Obama to Hitler, is now re-employed, and we don't care about his politics, but it's important for you to know that he's conservative, and the reason we hired him was so conservatives would say, oh, we hired Hank Williams Jr. so we can sing two minutes of an opening. He is not Hank Williams Jr., on television show all day long, like a long list of liberal people that ESPN employs to drive a left-wing agenda through sports. MSESPN is a real thing. And all of this is such unbelievable baloney. 
I've told you this before. I think the reason why ESPN has gone so left-wing is because Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, wants to run for president in 2020. And he's going to use the way that he ran ESPN as evidence of what a great president he would be. It's gotten so bad. Guys, this is unbelievable to me that John Skipper, who is the president of ESPN, who is an avowed left-wing ideologue, just promoted to number two overall a guy named Connor Shell, who has been going all over Twitter, ripping, ripping Donald Trump and everybody who voted for Donald Trump. Now, I didn't vote for Donald Trump. I voted for Gary Johnson. I'm a middle-of-the-road guy. But for everybody out there who doesn't think that ESPN has made a calculated decision to become a left-wing sports organization, they are disrespecting you. They are disrespecting you. They're trying to tell you, oh, we care about everybody in our audience. We care about people who are conservative. We're not trying to be left-wing and liberal when we decide to give Caitlyn Jenner an SB for courage and put her on the same level as Arthur Ashe, a man who got HIV through a blood transfusion and spent his life fighting the disease. You know who's the exact same as that? Oh, it's a dude who decided to become a girl. You know who the modern-day Rosa Parks is? It's Colin Kaepernick, who had the extreme bravery to take a knee during the national anthem. Think about this. Not one person on ESPN's network has criticized Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee during the national anthem. How wild is that? Not one. Not one person has even taken the other side. It's unprecedented. And oh, by the way, Michael Sam, a guy who decided that he wants to have sex with gay guys because he happens to be gay, good for him. We're going to treat him as a modern-day sports Jackie Robinson. That's just three examples of people that ESPN has lionized for decisions that, frankly, aren't that big of a deal. If you're happier to become a girl and you're a dude, go do it, or vice versa. I hope you have a happy life. I hope your world is a beautiful place filled with rainbows and unicorns. But it's not heroic. I'm like the only person who will say this. Everybody else is so afraid to say the truth that if you point out that somebody who decides to be a different gender, that's not heroic. I'm sorry. I'm not sitting around thinking, you know, this reminds me of Nelson Mandela. You know, Caitlyn Jenner deciding to tuck her penis between her butt cheeks really reminds me of the civil rights movement and what Martin Luther King did. No, nobody's thinking that with a functional brain except ESPN. You know what? Michael Sam likes to sleep with gay dudes. Okay? He sleeps with guys. All right. I sleep with a girl. Occasionally. I'm married. Am I a hero for doing that? I would prefer to do that over sleep with a guy. Is that heroic of me? To come out and say who I like to sleep with? You know, oh, it's amazing. Colin Kaepernick is so brave. He took a knee during the national anthem and protested the national anthem, even though his protest was illogical and made no sense. Why am I the only person who points this out? Am I taking crazy pills? And then ESPN comes on and says, oh, Clay Travis is selling this narrative because he's employed by Fox Sports. It's a lie. I'm not employed by Fox Sports. I'm employed by me. I make a living every day when I sit down in front of this microphone for talking for three hours, when I sit down in front of my keyboard for writing every day like I have for six years. And I make a living on Periscope and Facebook Live in the afternoon with no FCC restrictions. 
I'm going to open up the phone lines. I think this is insulting of ESPN for them to come on and say, oh, Clay Travis show is wildly popular on all 50 states, Sirius XM, adding affiliates left and right because people crave the truth in this era of inauthenticity. And ESPN's trying to tell you that I'm a liar. Unbelievable. Absolutely ridiculous. I'll take your phone calls. 877-996-6369. You can be a fan of ESPN. You cannot realize what they're doing when they try to inject politics into their sports agenda. All of those things are fine. But I'm trying to pull the wool back over your eyes. I'm trying to get you to take the pill in the matrix to look behind the way that stories are told. If right now you're driving around your car on your way to work and you're like, man, I think Caitlyn Jenner deserves a statue. I think Michael Sam deserves to have state courthouses named after him. I think that Colin Kaepernick is a modern-day Rosa Parks. Then there's probably a different show for you than the one you're listening to right now. If you disagree with all those things, welcome to the real world. I'm Clay Travis, and this is OutKick, the coverage. 877-996-6369. Let's roll here on a Tuesday on Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Great news. Quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Had to start off your Tuesday with some hot fire. Had to bring it. I mean, look, ESPN wanted to come after me. You come at the king, you best not miss. And they missed. And they got torched. You want to read a full article about how bad they got torched, you can go to outkick.com and check it out. I think that there is no doubt exactly what they're doing. And to me, it's a sign of how poorly they understand the modern-day market that they try to argue that they're not left-wing. And as evidence, they point to Hank Williams Jr. I mean, it's crazy. Is that crazy talk? Oh, we're not liberal. We hired Hank Williams Jr. He sings, Are You Ready for Some Football?, coming back from a break. Moreover, it's incredibly transparent what they're doing. They fired him for what he said on Fox News, and then they bring him back only to sing, are you ready for some football? So they can say, oh, we've got, we're not, we're not way too left wing. Look at what we did with Hank Williams Jr. Jason Martin, you are actually more conservative than I am. I'm a, you know, pro-choice anti-death penalty, middle-of-the-road guy who worked on Al Gore's presidential campaign and just thinks that many people are crazy out there. Isn't that kind of insulting to say, like, we hired Hank Williams Jr. so we don't have a liberal bent? Yeah, it's the height of ridiculous. Uh, to, to point to one very, very small thing and use that to inform upon everything else when we all have eyes, we all have ears, we've read the columns, We've watched the opinions. We've listened to the opinions on radio. We've seen the outrage over stories that should not be stories. We've seen the awards given out for things that really shouldn't have awards given out for. ESPN has been going down this path for years. It's just now really beginning to get exposed, even now outside of you. You were one of the first people that really kind of pointed to it i've thought about it for for a long long time but yes like it's it's absurd to think that because hey we brought hank williams back that proves our objectivity no it really doesn't 
Uh, it doesn't prove anything, as a matter of fact. I almost wish they hadn't brought him back because I don't buy into it at all. Like, they brought him back, and it's you can almost hear their teeth sort of grinding against each other every time you'll hear that open during the fall because you know they don't want him there. Like, that's that's clear as day. But, you know, Doug Adler, when you asked him yesterday and we had him in Hour 3, when you mentioned the Hank Williams thing, he just laughed out loud, like very loud to the point it was almost too hot and kind of peeked over a little bit on the microphone. And he's just like, what a story. It's like, yeah, it's just another indication of what ESPN is. And if you don't want to call them out for being left wing, now you can just call them out for lip service because that's all this is. Like this should this should not even – I can't believe that they would actually use that as an excuse. Like I thought that was utterly hilarious and pathetic on their part, quite frankly. That and then for them to say, oh, Clay Travis is saying this because he's being paid by someone to say it. Yeah, that's ridiculous too. And they know and they know that's not true. If anything, just so you guys know, what I get told all the time is you need to dial it back. You're too honest. You need to be less controversial than you are now. That's what top executives tell me all the time. Fox, ESPN, NBC, CBS. That's what they say all the time. Oh, Clay Travis, man, he's got a massive audience. But he's a little bit too controversial. He's a little bit too honest. That's the criticism that I get. And my position is the only way that I can succeed and do a show that I'm proud of is to sit down in front of the mic and tell you exactly what I think, no strings attached, for three hours every day, plus my afternoon show, plus right. It's a funny story. When I used to do radio in Nashville, the Nashville Predators got mad. Because I would say that nobody cared about the Nashville Predators in the regular season of hockey. Now, they made a run to the Stanley Cup Finals. But one year, they were making their ad buy on my local station. And they came in and they said, we're not going to buy as many ads unless you tell Clay Travis that he can't be mean about us on the air. So honestly, this is a pro sports franchise that came in when I was doing my old show in Nashville. And so the head of the the head of the radio station called me in. He said, I just want you to know that the Preds have actually tried to get written into their contract that you can't say mean things about them. I mean, this is real life. This is a pro sports franchise in a pro sports city upset because I was not being nice enough to them online. I mean, sorry, on air. And they tried to get written into their advertising contract that I couldn't say mean things about them. Real life, straight up. And to the credit of the advertising uh, the guy who was in charge of the station, he said, no, I'm not going to sign this contract, but I just want you to know. He said, the Preds want to have a meeting with you and talk about why you're so mean to them. I said, what are you talking about? I said, I'm not going to meet with them. I said, you tell them this. If they don't want me to say anything mean about them, we'll enter into this agreement. They can cut me a check for $250,000, make it payable to me. I will go on the air. I will tell everybody, hey, just so you guys know, the Nashville Predators were so upset about what I was saying about them that they cut a check for $250,000 for me not to say any bad things about them. So as a result, I will now do this radio show and never mention the Nashville Predators again, but I just want all of you to know that the reason why I'm doing that is because they paid me $250,000. There have been many times in my career on the radio where people have said, you can't say that. You can't be that honest. So as soon as I had that meeting, I walked right up to the radio, I got on, and I said, look, hey, just so you guys know, Nashville Predators are mad because I'm being mean to them, and they're trying to write into their advertising contract that I can't say anything mean about them. 
I tell you exactly what the truth is every single day, even if it sometimes drives the people who run the radio networks that I'm on crazy. But you know what that means? That means that you guys out there listening in all 50 states, Sirius XM Channel 83, you know that I'm going to tell you exactly what I think every day, all day long, period. And I'm not going to run from it. I'm not going to worry about what other people's opinions are. What I am providing, unlike anybody else in sports media today, is I'm going to sit down in front of this mic for three hours and tell you exactly what I think. And then I'm going to do it again on Periscope and Facebook Live, which is turning into an incredible business. And certainly I'm going to do it on my website. That's the truth. All right, we've got loaded lines. I'm going to go to your calls, 877-996-6369 on the flip side here. But first, let's find out what's trending now. Welcome back. Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. Only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And I was out there in Santa Monica meeting with them recently, and they have spectacular offices, and they're killing it, doing a great deal of good work for you guys, saving a lot of money. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, and on average, save over three grand off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. 877-996-6369 is the phone number. G-Dub in Cincinnati is up first. What's up? Clay, how you doing, man? I'm excellent. Hey, um, let me let me also say that uh, your boy uh, Stephen A. and Bomani, they do a very good job of telling the truth and uh, speaking truth to power, too. So I'll add you all in part of that three-ring circus. But I will say this, Clay. Um, I think your your lack of oversight, as you said, that gives you the creative uh, power to say and do what you want. Clay, you're not telling us the truth. You're giving us your opinion. I can think of several times where I flat out, quite honestly, Clay, and I like you, but I've caught you in a lie, and you've been trying to spread this whole right wing conservative. Uh, uh, okay, let's stop here. Them. You think you think I'm trying to spread right wing conservative? What right wing conservative yeah, belief well, do I have? Because Clay, you. you Listen, no, I, I mean, if you're going to let me stop well, here, well, here. Well, if you are, them. if you are going to call in and say you're trying to spread a right wing conservative viewpoint, I mean, I think it's fair for me to say, OK, what right wing conservative viewpoint do I have? Is it being pro-choice? Is it being anti-death penalty? Is it being pro-immigration? Is it working for Al Gore's presidential campaign? Is it voting for Barack Obama twice? Is it not voting for Donald Trump and voting for Gary Johnson because I found Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump both unlikable? Like what right wing conservative viewpoint? Since you say I'm spreading it, am I spreading? It, it's the whole idea that there's this big left-wing liberal conspiracy media against conservatives in the sports well, world. Against that, that's that's totally well, Clay, true. Can I, can I, Clay, can I get it out? I mean, I, I, I didn't interrupt. My, my point being is that you're spreading that garbage just like they do on Fox News. That somehow they're the victim of this mass media conspiracy. Do you, think that, you, do you think that Colin Kaepernick's a hero? No. Do you I think, just he's, think he's a guy that took it? I just think he's a guy that took a knee. And unlike you, Clay, I actually put on this country's uniform. So what I'm about what about Colin? What about um, what about a, uh, a decision? Yeah, what do you think about Caitlyn Jenner? Heroic. Well, uh, Caitlyn Jenner is a conservative Republican, so you, you can't play the left wing card there because nobody knows about Caitlyn Jenner's politics. Caitlyn Jenner got yes, praised because no, Caitlyn Jenner got praised because oh, there's a p- group at ESPN that believes that she is heroic because she decided to tuck her penis between her butt She's cheeks and wear a dress. a conservative Republican, Clay, and we know this. There's no doubt about it. For the longest, so you think you think the, the reason why she got a uh, a, a SB, right? Because I don't think it's trans. I think transvestite. Just so you know, we don't want to offend anybody on this show. I think transvestite is an offensive term now. 
Okay, well, transsexual. But the point being, it wasn't about this whole trying to piss off those on the right. And Quay Khan, honestly, you lied to your fans. You lied to your right-leaning sports talk fans early in the year when you tried to suggest that the NFL ratings were down because of Donald Trump and people take uh, Donald Trump voters and people taking offense to Colin Kaepernick. That didn't have a damn thing to do with it. I knew it then, and I knew it now. No, I think since people 19... did turn off the NFL. No, since because of because of Colin Kaepernick. No, since 1984, President. Uh, NFL ratings have gone down during every damn presidential election year, Clay. So that's long before you outkicked your coverage or came on FRTR1. I knew that when you put that BS out there. But you did it because you're pandering to right-leaning sports talk fans. That's what it is, Clay. The truth is the ratings are down. No, the truth is the ratings were down, and many people called in here. So you think all the people who called in and said, I'm watching less of the NFL were lying? So, so you're you're trying to suggest that what the stats that we have from 1984 until 2000 freaking 17 are lies? I mean, come the on, numbers Clay. were down more than in any year of a presidential Clay. election. Clay, that's, that's, that's the that's truth. Complete and this is this, complete, this is this is this is this is like this is the hill you're going to die on. Year. I've been on this radio station for a year. <laughs> hang up on G Dub. I got to hang up on him. I've been on this radio station for nearly a year, and of all the things he could point to. The hill he wants to die on is my belief that some people out there stopped watching as much of the NFL because of Colin Kaepernick. That's a hill to die on? That's my extremely conservative perspective? Like, look, you can call in and disagree with me. Lots of people do all day. But at least have some basis to your disagreement. What you said back in September of a year ago, almost, was a fundamental lie. My opinion is that many people in this country stopped watching as much of the NFL because Colin Kaepernick took a knee. I believe that is 100% true. There is data, in my opinion, to support it. Now, you can disagree with that hypothesis, but the NFL ratings were down last year. And prior to that, it was rare for NFL ratings to go down. NFL still is a massive, monumental leviathan on the sports landscape. But how is that a ridiculous opinion to have? You have to have a theory behind any data set. I look at the data. Okay, the ratings are down. Why do I think the ratings are down? What changed? Some people can argue, well, it was just a presidential election. And people who would have otherwise been watching NFL games decided to watch news instead. I don't think there are that many people who make that decision in a vacuum. Like, personally, do you find yourself watching an NFL football game and then be like, oh, you know what, I'm going to flip it over to CNN or Fox News. I think that's a rarity. I think there are lots of people out there who have busy schedules, and they said, to hell with Colin Kaepernick. I want to escape politics. And they were more likely, if they weren't watching the NFL, to be watching Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime, some escape from real life. That's my guess. Could be wrong. I'm not flawless in my opinions. Sometimes you may not agree with me. It's a crazy concept. I have all of these opinions that I talk about all day. It's a crazy concept. Some of you in all these 50 states driving to work, finishing your day on the West Coast, some of you may not agree with every one of them. I know that's crazy to believe. I have a million opinions. I know this is crazy to believe. Every single one of them you guys are not gonna, may not agree with. John in Manhattan, what's up? Okay, that last caller was delusional. 
Just well, I mean, if you disagree with me, that's fine. But like, come at me with actual facts. The one he's like, "Oh, you've been spreading a vast right wing conspiracy." Like, what? What are you talking about? What's your evidence? Uh, yeah, well, back right. in September, you said you think people are watching less of the NFL because of Colin Kaepernick. Well, yeah, I do. He obviously listens. He obviously listens to the show. So if he's not, maybe he's not listening with with both ears because if you listen to the callers back then. What were they saying? What were they talking about? Period. You, you, if you're going to okay. call all my guys who are calling in and girls liars when they say they're watching less of the NFL, that's fine. But when I see the ratings and the ratings are collapsing in September and October and November for the NFL relative to past years, my hypothesis was and remains that some people were turned off by Colin Kaepernick and watched less of the 100%. NFL than they otherwise would have. I don't even see how that's a crazy opinion. Not even maybe. Okay, let's get on to Magnus Burke, Connor Shell, John Skipper. They know they got a problem. And they keep saying, the house isn't burning. Look at our front step. No, it looks great. No, the house is burning. And the front step looks great. But you're still, your house is burning. They have a huge problem, okay? Let's be honest. They know they have a slant. They know they're MSESPN. Okay, listen to the shows. Listen, uh, Michelle Beadle, you can go on and on, commentators. There is, you know what it is? Because up there in Bristol, there's no objectivity. They're all in the same room saying, we're not biased. We're, we're fair. Because they all look around and they all think alike, so they don't know any better outside their bubble. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me i've been talking about this for years and to think that there's any difference between the regular media and the sports media is a joke okay there is a liberal bias there is no objectivity in any kind of news media yeah does fox lean a little right yeah but does the rest the majority of the media vote how do they vote come on it's not even you're insulting my intelligence okay it's like whenever i watch ESPN, let alone news, I'll go on their Twitter. I know exactly where they're coming from. There is no objectivity. And and, and as far as sports, the one area where you used to be able to walk away and and go to sports and say, I'm just going to, I'm just going to tune out and enjoy the game, the the competition. You can't do that anymore. And, And especially within the last two, three years and under Trump, they've lost their freaking mind. They can't help themselves. Okay. John, how do you how do you manage living in Manhattan as a conservative guy? Hey, just day by day, win the day, <laughs> fight every day, never give up. I appreciate the call. 877-996-6369. We'll go to your calls. We'll finish off the uh, the first hour of the show here. Um, just remember, Caitlyn Jenner's a hero. Nothing braver than tucking your penis between your butt cheeks and wearing a dress. That's according to ESPN. I'm Clay Travis. You're listening to Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. It's time for the Geico play of the day. Cleveland Indians fell behind Texas Rangers last night 9-2. My God, the fact that we're having to do a Cleveland Indians-Texas Rangers game as the play of the day proves that there's literally nothing going on in the world of sports. Well, they fell behind 9-2, but the defending American League champions, they don't give up. The 0-1 pitch. Swung and grounded up the middle by the diving Andrews. Base hit center field. Encarnacion scores. Here comes Santana. The Indians have the lead. What a comeback. Lonnie Chisenhall, his third hit, three RBIs. Lonnie Chisenhall sounds like the most made-up name imaginable. 
Like if I were just trying to make up a name of a dude that wasn't real, Lonnie Chisenhall might be the name that I would come up with. Anyway, either that or Mitch Trubisky. Lonnie Chisenhall also sounds like he would be a bad quarterback for the Cleveland Cleveland Browns. Oh, we got this Lonnie Chisenhall. We're really excited about him. Not sure whether he or Mitch Trubisky are going to end up being the guy. And then both of them wouldn't work. Lonnie Chisenhall. Maybe the Browns should try him out. Uh, anyway, that audio, courtesy of the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. That's your Geico play of the day. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Let's go to J.D. in Virginia. What's up, J.D.? Clay, 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 Clay. How are you? I'm good. You think I'm a right winger? I do, man. I mean, what do you think? What do you think I'm with... trying? What do you think I'm trying to do with my right wing ideology? Where, where, where do you see it coming through? You definitely catered to the conservative whites. Conservative whites. Definitely. What was I conser- yeah. Was I catering to the conservative whites when I was trying to get Al Gore elected president? Here we go. Here we go. No, no, you weren't. So what but, do I? What do I do that that caters to the conservative whites? Clay. Listen, when you say that many people were calling and agreeing with you, they were all white conservatives. You could tell. Calling and agreeing with me about what? You don't think any black person's ever agreed with anything I've said on the show? I've agreed with you on some stuff. Remember the first time I called, you got me all crossed up, and, and I had to agree with every point that you said. The point is— So my point is, if you're going to call me a right-winger, though, I mean, say what I, what, what are my opinions that are right-wing? Like I don't, I'm I'm open to the idea that I have tons of right wing opinions that I'm just not aware of. But you think a lot of right wingers are running around saying like, yeah, women should have the right to have abortions. Uh, you think a lot of right wingers are running around saying, man, I'm against the death penalty. You think no, I'm, not at all. So where where are my right wing opinions? What I'm saying. When you say that uh, the Kaepernick thing, that that many of your viewers stopped watching. Football because of Clay Kaepernick or Colin Kaepernick? Yeah, I'm not saying, look, what I said, and again, this is not a controversial opinion at all. I don't know why. Of all the things that you guys could focus on that I say, for this to be a right-wing opinion that you're latching onto, I believe, and the data supports, that people watched less of the NFL last year, okay? My theory for why that is, is I think some people made the decision that they didn't want to have sports interjected with their football, and so they didn't stop watching their favorite team. I don't think most people did that, but I think there are certain people out there, a lot of them, that decided I'm going to watch less of the NFL because I don't want to hear about Colin Kaepernick. I don't think that's a ridiculous opinion at all. I think it's supported by the data. I don't think that those people are are rabid football fans. I know they aren't me. Okay, and that might well be true, but a lot of people, people, but a lot of people, you understand that, J.D., a lot of people watch football who aren't rabid football fans. Like 120 million people watch the Super Bowl the vast majority of those people also don't watch the AFC or NFC championship. In fact, 40 million-ish will watch the AFC and the NFC championship, and then suddenly yeah. there's like 70 or 80 new people who come in, 70 or 80 million new people who come in to watch the Super Bowl. A lot of people watch sports for the event of it. They don't care about the X's and O's. Yeah, you're right on that. You're right on that. But I think GW made some very good points, my man. I appreciate the call, but this is what I'm talking about. Like, If you're going to have an opinion, it may make you feel better. This is what I see see happening a lot on social media. People who come at me want to believe that I'm some kind of right-wing ideologue because if they actually look at my opinions, it forces them to confront the fact that they don't actually have very good arguments. It's a good thing to follow on social media, and I think in radio in general and anywhere else. The first person to make a personal attack has lost an argument. 
right? If I come on here and say, oh, well, Colin Kaepernick, I think, is an idiot and his protest makes no sense, okay? That's a direct attack on his protest. Somebody else calls in here and they say, oh, you're saying that because you're racist. That's an attack on me. That's not an attack on my destruction of the basis for, for Colin Kaepernick's protest. You understand how that's different? And what I see over and over again happen is left-wingers out there in the world of sports, they don't have a good argument. So we're going to talk about Serena Williams and John McEnroe coming up. I'm already seeing people say, oh, John McEnroe's sexist. What? John McEnroe right now would beat Serena Williams. Do you know why? Because I can't believe I have to say this, but evidently this is a controversial opinion that nobody else is willing to say. Men are better at sports than women. Men are stronger, faster, and better at all sports than women. This is an indisputable biological fact. If you have an issue with it, take it up with God, because he decided men are going to be stronger and better at sports than women. All right? That's the truth. Or take it up with evolution if you don't believe in God. What you can't take it up with is this fact. Men are better than women at sports. I'm going to tell you why everybody defending Serena is an idiot. Coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back, Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by Geico, Hour 2. Great news. Quick way you could save money, switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I know this is crazy. I know this is unbelievable. But there's a controversy because John McEnroe said women are, are not as good as men at sports. I know that we got in an upside-down world when people say things that are def- definitely true. And now it's controversial. John McEnroe's got a book out, and he was asked about how good Serena Williams was, and he said, honestly, this. Best female player ever, no question. Some would say she's the best player in the world. Why qualify it? You mean the best player in the world, period? Yeah, best tennis player in the world. You know, why, why say female player? Well, because if she, was a, if she played the men's circuit, she'd be like 700 in the world. That doesn't mean I don't think Serena is like an incredible player. I do. But there's, you know, the reality of uh, what, what would happen on a given day, a Serena could beat some, some players, I believe, because she's so incredibly strong mentally. But if she had to just, just play the circuit, the men's circuit, that would be an entirely different story. I don't even know how this is remotely controversial. This is amazing to me. Again, I, I, John McEnroe is, uh, makes a living speaking his mind, just like I do. And him saying that Serena Williams wouldn't be in the top 700 best players in the world if she were male is, I think, 100% accurate. Like, what is controversial about that? We have entered into this world where saying things that are true in sports is, like, unacceptable. Right? I mean, I'm like the only person who says, I I hear John McEnroe, and I said, I saw this quote, and I was like, okay, this is going to end up being a controversy. Because why? Okay, if something's controversial, that means that, to me, something that is indisputably true can't be controversial. That's, that's a wild opinion that I have. Like, if you come on and you say something that is indisputably true, then it can't be controversial because it's indisputably true. The only thing that can be controversial to me are opinions that you can't prove are true, right? John McEnroe saying that Serena Williams would not be very good if she had the exact same attributes that she has now and she was playing men, is not crazy. It's like me saying, guess what? Usain Bolt is faster than every woman who has ever lived in the history of the world. Is that a controversial statement? The fastest woman in the world right now would not be in the top 5,000 fastest men. 
Is that a controversial statement? Because I believe it. I think the 5,000 fastest men in the world are all faster than the fastest woman. doesn't mean the woman's not fast. It means she's fast for a woman. Serena Williams is a great tennis player for a woman. She's a women's tennis player. She's not a tennis player. She's a women's tennis player. I don't know why that's an insult. I bought into some of this hype. If you remember on this show, if I tell you if I get an opinion wrong, I own it. I came on I said, you know what? I bought into the hype behind everything that had to do with Ronda Rousey. And I think so much of the hype of Ronda Rousey was, like, I bought into that idea that she could fight a dude. I watched her get her ass kicked the last two times. If she had ever fought Floyd Mayweather, it would have been, like, downright murder. He would have walked in, hands by his side, hit her in the face one time, and she would have gotten knocked out. And that whole fight would have been over in, like, five seconds. Been, like, even worse than Mike Tyson back in his peak. At least Spinks took a couple of punches. I think Floyd Mayweather would knock out Ronda Rousey in one punch. Doesn't mean Ronda Rousey wasn't a decent fighter. I think she was a fraud. I think she was built up because they knew that having a women's fighter who was attractive, who had a sex appeal, that was great business. Doesn't mean that she was a very good fighter. Serena Williams is actually a good tennis player, but she is nowhere near a good tennis player if she played men. Let's play that John Elway, that John Elway, that John McEnroe clip one more time. Here's McEnroe. This is controversial. Everybody's up in arms. Is a leading ESPN. Like, oh my God, how would John McEnroe have the have the gall to say this? And here's what he said: Best female player ever, no question. Some would say she's the best player in the world. Why qualify it? You mean the best player in the world? Period. Yeah, best tennis player in the world. You know, why, why say female player? Well, because if she was a if she played the men's circuit, she'd be like 700 in the world. That doesn't mean I don't think Serena is like an incredible player. I do. But there's, you know, the reality of uh, what, what would happen on a given day, uh, Serena could beat some, some players, I believe, because she's so incredibly strong mentally. But if she had to just, just play the circuit, the men's circuit, that would be an entirely different story. Look, the truth of the matter is this. If there were a woman who were good enough to play Major League Baseball, she would have played Major League Baseball. If there were a woman who were good enough to play in the NFL, she would have played in the NFL. If there was a woman who was good enough to play in men's tennis tour, she could play on the men's tennis tour. If a WNBA player was good enough to play in the NBA, she would. The best, this is like the average good California men's high school state champion would crush the best team in the WNBA. You give me the average state champion in California to play against the greatest WNBA team of all time, and the men's high school team would destroy the WNBA team. It doesn't mean the women's WNBA players are not good. It just means that the men are a lot better. That interviewer was like, why don't you say that she's the best in the world? Because she's not? <laughs> because she isn't anywhere near the best in the world. She might be the best women's tennis player of all time. She ain't anywhere near the best tennis player in the world. That interviewer, why would you qualify that? Why would you qualify this? Because it's true? This is what we're talking about, a backwards, upside-down world. Serena Williams now getting attention on this. She got on Twitter and said, Dear John, I adore and respect you, but please, please keep me out of your statements that are not factually based. What did he say that's not factually based? He said you're the greatest women's player in the world, but you wouldn't be very good if you had to play against men because he was specifically asked about it. Go back and listen to this clip. What do you want him to say? He said, listen to this answer. 
And then Serena Williams is deciding to fire back at him on Twitter. She said, Dear John, I adore and respect you, but please, please keep me out of your statements that are not factually accurate, factually based. What's not factually based about this? Listen to this again. Best female player ever. No question. Some would say she's the best player in the world. Why qualify it? You mean the best player in the world, period? Yeah, best tennis player in the world. You know, why, why say female player? Well, because if she was a, if she played the men's circuit, she'd be like 700 in the world. That doesn't mean I don't think Serena is like an incredible player. I do. But there's, you know, the reality of uh, what, what would happen on a given day, a Serena could beat some, some players, I believe, because she's so incredibly strong mentally. But if she had to just, just play the circuit, the men's circuit, that would be an entirely different story. I don't understand. Again, that's pretty factually based. The best woman is not anywhere near as good as the best man. Serena Williams continued on Twitter, I've never played anyone ranked there, nor do I have time. Respect me in my privacy as I'm trying to have a baby. Good day, sir. What the heck does that mean? Why can't she just acknowledge that the men are a lot better than her, like she said previously? Do we have audio? Can we go find Jason Martin? Can you go find the audio of Serena Williams actually saying that she would get crushed by a man if she played a man? That's out there. I think she went on the late show and talked about if she played Andy Murray, about how fast is she. I think she said it would take 10 minutes for Andy Murray to beat her head-to-head back in the day when Andy Murray, I think, was number one overall. It's probably, the, by the way, the most attention that tennis has gotten in mainstream sports in a long time. Maybe John McEnroe and Serena Williams should play. I think John McEnroe right now would beat Serena Williams. Now she's pregnant right now, which would even make the match even more ridiculous. But this is the kind of story I see, and I'm like, how is this a story? People sometimes describe, like, people are saying, oh, these are controversial comments from John McEnroe. How is that remotely controversial? Sometimes people say that I say controversial things. I'm like, all right, maybe sometimes. Other times they say that I say controversial things because I'm saying exactly what John McEnroe said, something that's indisputably true. Men are better at sports than women. That's indisputably true. If you have an issue with that, take it up with biology. Yeah, yeah, biology is hugely sexist. Whoever decided, evolution or God, whoever put us here, decided that men were bigger, stronger, and faster than women. And men are always going to be bigger, stronger, and faster than women. I don't think it's sexism, evidence of sexism, that there's not a starting quarterback in the NFL who's female. I don't think it's evidence of sexism that the best player in the WNBA would get dominated by a decent high school boys basketball player. Those are just facts. UConn's women... Everybody loves them in college basketball. They get beaten by just about every state champion in all 50 states for high school boys. The UConn women who everybody's like, oh, these guys are unbelievable. The U.S. women's soccer team, who I love watching play, would get dominated by a good high school boys soccer team. Really talented 15-year-olds are better than the U.S. women's female soccer players. Doesn't mean they're not good, but just when you have somebody like this chick who was interviewing John McEnroe, And she's like, why do you qualify it? Why don't you say she's the greatest player in the world? Because she's not? Because that would be a ludicrous statement to make? This is the kind of stories that I see, and I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like, are we supposed to be in an upside-down universe where we pretend that men and women are equally talented in sports now? Is that what I'm supposed to do? Am I supposed to come on and be like, you know what? I'm really not sure. The Golden State Warriors are really good. They went 16-1 in the NBA this year. But are we really sure that they're the best team in the world when we haven't seen them play the WNBA champs yet? 
Are we really sure about that? Are we sure that Sue Bird couldn't check up Kevin Durant, box him out, challenge his threes better than LeBron James did? Are we really sure that Diana, I, I only know one women's basketball player, does Chamiqua Holtzkall still play? Does uh, does uh, Candace Parker still play? Any of these? Do we, anybody? Does anybody on the show right now know more than one women's basketball player name? Because it hel- hurts. It helps my analogy. Hurts my analogy if I can only name one player. Can uh, can maybe Candace Parker? Can Candace Parker stay in front of Steph Curry better than the Cleveland Cavaliers can? Do I need to be on here and like I don't know about this? So you Until have Skylar Diggins. Skylar Diggins. She's good looking. I remember her. <laughs> yes. Signed with Jay-Z, right? And he gave her a Mercedes. Right. And Diana Taurasi. All right. That's, uh, okay, we got a couple more. Do My we more. think that Skylar Diggins could check Clay Thompson? Do we think she could stay in front of him? I don't know. Am I supposed to say that now? Like, so far as we know, I think the Golden State Warriors are better than the WNBA team. But I could be wrong. WNBA All-Star team if they played the Golden State Warriors, in my opinion, could lose 100 to nothing. I mean that 100%. If the WNBA put together an all-star team and they played the Golden State Warriors, I believe that the Golden State Warriors could score as many points on them and literally hold them scoreless. Unless you got a foul and you got to shoot free throws. I don't believe that the best women's basketball players could make a basket against a NBA team. Is that sexist to say? Is that not allowed to say now? Why don't you say they're the best in the world? Because they're not. And not even close to it. Is that insulting to women? I don't see. I think it's insulting to women to pretend that there's something they're not. Can we play that clip again? That that interviewer is so I mean, like that that question to me personifies liberal sports media. I don't even know who the woman is who's asking that question, but I want you not to listen sports. to this. Who is she? Who is the, who's the interviewer here? Do well, we know? you can take a wild guess. She's from NPR. Uh, so there's the there's the start. Her name is Lulu Garcia Navarro. And past the point that we actually listen to, she actually talks about Billy Jean King body, uh, beating Bobby Riggs in the Astrodome, and doesn't mention the fact that it's pretty widely known that that was a work, that that was actually fake, but even that if that was it all is, a big deal. But she treats it, it like it's legitimate in the interview. But the better question is, why do you not say best in the world, like? Because she's not. the Listen to this interview again and tell me that I am not taking crazy pills here when I hear this interview question. And this has somehow turned controversial because John McEnroe responded as he did, which is 100% accurate and 100% truthful. And so how in the world is this controversial? Listen to this again. Best female player ever. No question. Some would say she's the best player in the world. Why qualify it? You mean the best player in the world, period? Yeah, best tennis player in the world. You know, why, why say female player? Well, because if she was a if she played the men's circuit, she'd be like seven hundred in the world. That doesn't mean I don't think Serena is like an incredible player. I do, but there's you know, the reality of uh, what what would happen on a given day. A Serena could beat some some players, I believe, because she's so incredibly strong mentally. But if she had to just just play the circuit, the men's circuit, that would be an entirely different story. I mean. Again, this is not remotely controversial, and the fact that this suddenly has turned into a controversy is evidence of how some people just want to believe fundamental untruths. The sexes are not equal when it comes to sports talent. Men are better than women. Am I taking crazy pills here? 877-996-6369, or is John McEnroe being totally, completely honest here 
and not saying anything remotely ridiculous. Men are better than women in sports. Evidently, that's hugely sexist of me to say. Your call's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Good stat, Jason Martin. Track down. Flojo has one of the fastest 100-meter times ever for a woman. The last time that would have been tops for a man is back in 1920. So Flojo would be the fastest man in the world in 1920. A hundred years ago, she would have been the fastest man in the world. Congratulations. Open phone lines. Is it sexist to point out that women aren't anywhere near as good as men in the sports that they play that are the same? Evidently it is, because John McEnroe is getting ripped for saying what I think is indisputably true. Serena Williams is a great women's tennis player. She's not the greatest women's – she's maybe the greatest women's player of all time. She wouldn't be maybe even in the top 700 for men. That's fair. Terry in Indiana. What's up, Terry? Hello? Yes, you called me. Yeah. Um, It's not controversial to me. Uh, People just like making something out of nothing. I think it's about as controversial as Richard Petty saying the only way Danica Patrick could win a race is if nobody else showed up. Well, that's at least – at least Danica is racing with the men. I mean, she could theoretically one day win a race. Like, she's very talented. Now, that gets into exactly what athleticism goes into driving a race car. And she did win, if I'm not mistaken, an F1 race. So that is her literally playing on an even playing field. So that's – I think Richard Petty is saying something that's more controversial there because at least she's competing. Like, if Serena were lined up and signing up to play in men's championships, then she has a chance to win, right? It's a very, very low chance. Appreciate the call, oh. but at least Danica is literally competing with the men, right? I mean, she's on the literally the level playing field. It's the only woman that I can think of who does entirely compete with men. Joe in Kansas. What's up, Joe? Hey, Clay. Appreciate you taking my call this morning. Appreciate what you do and bringing the, uh, some sensibility to the radio. Um, you know, I think it really diminishes Serena's accomplishments when you try to compare what she does to men. What she's done is absolutely amazing. I mean, what she's done for women's, women tennis, what she's done for women's sports. It's not fair to compare her to men because, just like you said, biologically men are bigger, faster, stronger. My wife uh, hates watching women's college basketball because she says there's no athleticism, there's, there's no you know, razzle-dazzle like that she wants to see when she watches a basketball game. And, and, and then earlier this year, when people were trying to compare the UConn women to UCLA men. Guys, there's no comparison. It's completely different, not only different eras, but completely different sports. Yeah, I appreciate the call. And what's crazy about this is McEnroe didn't compare Serena to men. He said she's the greatest women's player of all time. And then the 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 uh, the greatest women's player in the world. And then the interviewer contradicts him and says, why put women in there? Isn't she just the greatest tennis player? No. I mean, John McEnroe's like, no, she isn't. She would lose to the top 700 men. And maybe he's a little bit off. Maybe she would lose to the top 696 men. Or maybe she would lose to the top 1,000 men. It's not even remotely close. Even at all. And the fact that this is controversial makes me think that I'm taking crazy pills. Mike in Florida. What's up, Mike? 
great interview yesterday defending that guy and bashing ESPN. I absolutely loved it. That was yeah. By the tremendous. way, if you guys missed the interview, I would encourage you to go download the podcast. Uh, Doug Adler was on with us yesterday. He got fired for com- about the the, the mix up between gorilla like gorilla warfare and gorilla like the animal during a venus williams match which ties in a little bit with what we're talking about here today uh in that it's women's tennis and we're obviously huge women's tennis fans here uh but yeah appreciate the call continue mike yeah yeah yeah, that was awesome by the way and uh you know no it's not controversial at all that woman who did the interview should have her mic revoked i mean she's just an absolute moron that's like saying like you, you alluded to earlier about ronda rousey being the best fighter or to beat mayweather like she like, the best men in the world can't beat him. Why would any moron think and beat him in a fight, even if it was MMA? She'd get knocked out in a second. We don't even know the quality of women she's fighting because the UFC women is kind of like a pathetic bunch of fighters, you know, and, and they're 135 pounds trying to fight a man that's 150. Yeah, look, I mean, the idea that Ronda Rousey was, I bought into the charade. I bought into the pink parade the feminist propaganda about, like, Ronda Rousey would kick a bunch of men's asses if they got into a fight with her. No. If she had fought Floyd Mayweather, and I came on the radio and I said I was an idiot for even believing this. If she had fought Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather would have walked in, thrown one punch, and knocked her out and walked out of the ring. That's what would have happened. I saw her get her ass kicked, Ronda Rousey, by a bunch of women. Floyd Mayweather would have knocked her out with one punch and the fight would have been over. The battle of the sexes would have literally lasted one punch. Now, I'd have watched... And everybody out there who's waving around their Yes, She Can stickers, and uh, I'm with her. Yeah, Battle of the Sexes indeed. One punch, it's over. Jonathan in North Carolina. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, man, how you doing? Excellent. All right, listen, man, I enjoy the show, man. But to touch on what you've been saying, you're telling the truth, man. Uh, I quit watching ESPN, and yes, that was an awesome interview you had yesterday. I enjoyed that, man. Uh and even the U.S. women's, you said it a while ago, you can look it up. I heard it a while back. The U.S. women's uh, national soccer team played a, a Dallas boys in high school, 15 years old, and they got beat 5-2. to two. So, yeah, yeah, man, you're on top of it. Appreciate I it, I saw man. that. Yeah, look, you can't diminish women when you compare – you diminish women when you compare them to men because men are always going to be better. It doesn't mean that women's sports can't be good. It just means that the men are always better. So when that interviewer says to John McEnroe, why not just say she's the best in the world? Because she's not. Because John McEnroe doesn't take crazy pills. Because just about every men's pro tennis player would destroy her. They're bigger, stronger, and faster than she is. What's Serena, like 5'9"? Think about just the... The average man on men's tennis tour now is what? Like 6'3", 6'4"? With huge, long arms? They just hit it at a speed that doesn't exist on the women's tour. Serena's not even that big for a women's tour player now. She's a great player, but she is the best in the history of women's tennis. This is not, like, the fact that this is controversial is, to me, evidence of how we've ended up in this universe where things don't have to, it's like a post-fact universe. Like, I believe that women and men are equal, okay? And that means that women and men are equal in athletics, too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm following you on the first side. Women and men are equal. Everything that men do, women should be able to do in terms of professions, run for president, whatever you want to do. But it ain't true when you take it to athletics. I believe women and men are equal, therefore women's athletics are equal to men's athletics. No, 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 no. That ain't true. And by the way, do you know who actually watches women's athletics? Men. 
men are the ones who watch women's athletics too. Men care about sports. So I need like we need like a sexist bell where when I say blatantly obvious things that are 100 percent true that make people uncomfortable. Here's a here's another fact. Men care about this is going to blow your minds. Men care about sports a lot more than women do. Even women's sports. It's sexist. It's sexist to say that now, evidently. You can't say that. There are some, because you know what immediately happens now in the internet age. Somebody says, well, I'm a woman and I like sports more than my husband does. Okay. Good for you. That doesn't mean that women care about sports more than men. So people are so wrapped up in their own individual stories now, they don't look at the bigger picture anymore. So when I say men like sports more than women, this is an indisputable fact that has been the truth throughout the history of the world. Go look at television ratings. And when I say men watch women's sports even more than women do, people are like, men are so sexist. The reason why women's sports exist is because men watch them. All right? If women's sports had to only make money off of women, first of all, they don't make much money anyway, nobody would watch. They would make no money. Right? Even the WNBA. If men weren't watching the WNBA, it would cease to exist. Now, the WNBA would cease to exist if the NBA wasn't happy to lose money on it, too. But the truth of the matter is that men watch more sports than women. Men are better at sports than women. Doesn't mean the sexes aren't equal. Just means that men are better at sports. Got an issue with it? Take it up with biology. I'm going to start selling biology as sexist t-shirts. I'm Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage. Let's find out what's trending now. Welcome back. Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by GEICO. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. Only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And with True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for and on average save over three grand off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. You know who agrees with John McEnroe? We're going to bring in Alex Marvez here momentarily, but I want to read this quote. You know who agrees with John McEnroe about how much better men's tennis players are than women's? Uh, Serena Williams. Appearing uh, on the David Letterman show four years ago, she said, for me, men's tennis and women's tennis are completely almost two separate sports. If I were to play Andy Murray, I would lose 6-0, 6-0 in five to six minutes, maybe 10 minutes. No, it's true. It's a completely different sport. The men are a lot faster, and they serve harder. They hit harder. It's just a different game. I love to play women's tennis. I only want to play girls because I don't want to be embarrassed. That is seen Arena Williams herself agreeing with everything that John McEnroe said. Just so you know. Thanks to you guys who were sending that to me on Twitter doing the research. That's from uh, Thomas O'Malley. A bunch of you sent it to me, but Thomas O'Malley got it to me first. Uh, all right, let's bring in Alex Marvez. Alex, what's up, my man? Uh, I'm just trying to play men, women, tennis. I'm, I'm the Bobby Riggs of this show, apparently. Do you think that it's sexist that there's never been a women's player in the NFL? No, because they just it's not a sport that's physically made for women to play. And if there was a kicker or someone, a specialist potentially that could play, maybe someday we'll see that. But no, I, I don't think it's sexist so at all. So isn't that crazy that we're in a universe where people are like, oh, John McEnroe's sexist for saying that men's tennis players are better than Serena Williams? Well, we live in this crazy universe. And, you know, anything that can be perceived as, you know, upsetting some folks. and, and they're, You know what I mean? It, it's just how we are right now in this world. No, it's obvious. Listen, the, the serves that men are able to get, the, the velocity on that is just ridiculous. We're talking upper end here by the way, type of talents. You know what I mean? You're yeah. talking about the very best men's tennis players in the entire world. Come on, get real. You know what I mean? Listen, how many women are you, do you know that are, are six foot six, 305 pounds, 
and able to play. It's not, you see what I'm saying as far as an NFL standpoint. It's just not something that lends itself to the position, nor do I think, you know, the, with the punishment that that's, you're set to take at other positions, that it's feasible to have a, a female football player. I think, though, that, that again, specialist, I, we could maybe see that someday. But even then, I'm not, I'm not even sure if we're ever going to get to that point because are we going to have a woman who's able to kick 55, 60, 65-yard field goals? And that's really what you need to make it in the NFL. Yeah, I don't think we will. I mean, that's just my opinion. Uh, I, I think that there's that big of a gap. All right, so speaking of that big of a gap, Derek Carr just set an all-time record, I believe, for the biggest contract. Am I correct in this? The biggest contract that any quarterback's ever – it's always difficult because what's guaranteed, what's right. not. You know, the NFL contracts are such crap in many respects because they say, oh, so-and-so signed for $100 million, and then they actually only are guaranteed $18 million, right, or whatever right. it is. A lot of times it's crazy. But break down this Derek Carr uh, contract that he signed with the Raiders, and why is it significant? Well, you know, it's about $40 million absolutely totally guaranteed. As if in Derek Carr just, you know, completely screws up and becomes David Carr, they still owe him $40 million. If he's injured and they need to make a roster move, $72 million roughly of that is still guaranteed against injury. It's a $125 million deal overall. There are some things that that set some money aside for later in the contract play, which is important because he'll get more bang for his buck than in Nevada than California because of the state income tax there. It's a significant difference in money, so he's actually going to be able to keep more of this contract. And that's one of the things, Clay, I don't understand why NFL West Coast teams or teams that are in high-tax states don't push for something that's a level against the the Florida teams, the Texas teams, those teams that play in areas that don't have It's a, a big difference. Team. I'll tell you right Huge. now, and I hate to be before and after no. taxes guy because I make fun of them, but I live in Tennessee, and we have no state income tax here. When I was traveling regularly back and forth to California to do television in L.A., I would pay 13.3% of, uh, of state income tax on what I did there. So for whatever you do for a living, like that's a substantial difference. Imagine you, know, you make 13.3% more. <laughs> A lot of people out there are like, man, that's a huge raise. Well, that's the difference when I would get on an airplane and fly to do television in L.A. versus doing a television here. I got the exact same thing, right? I appear on your television. It's no different. But when I would physically be present in Los Angeles, I had to pay 13.3% more just based on the California tax code compared to the Tennessee tax code. Isn't that crazy? It's like when the bidding went on for Indonik and Sue, you know, the, the Oakland Raiders, let's say that the Dolphins would offer six years, 90. They ended up offering six years, 115. But the Raiders would have had to offer six years, 115 for him to come. You see what I mean? And, and yeah, the money being the net equal. is so much different. Oh, huge, huge disparity here. But, you know, the thing with Derek Carr is that, listen, they know that the quarterback market isn't getting any cheaper. He will be the highest paid player on average for the next, what, month? Until Matthew <laughs> Stafford's deal is done, until Kirk Cousins, if he's able to sign a long-term contract. And then look down the road here. Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Matt Ryan at some point is going to be coming up. I mean, there are guys that are going to reset the average pay for a quarterback. Not everyone's Tom Brady who accepts a lesser market deal uh, for whatever reasons. Maybe he just, you know, he's got the rich wife. Maybe he's, you know, thinking outside business interests at some point. For whatever it is that with Tom Brady, he should be the guy that's driving the market he isn't. By the way, one guy who now is underpaid in the quarterback market hey Aaron Rodgers how about them apples so will the Packers go back and pay Aaron Rodgers his worth because you have to say you know you can argue Tom Brady but Aaron Rodgers uh, you know at least the second best quarterback in football if not the best and he's now underpaid because he's outgrown the market what would Aaron Rodgers be worth if he were an unrestricted free agent right now because we may see this with Kirk Cousins right I mean we have rarely if ever seen a great quarterback actually hit the free agent market in the NFL because they're so valuable, no one will let it happen. Now, 
We've seen Peyton Manning, but there was a lot of legitimate questions about whether he'd be able to come back from his injury after he'd missed a full season. We've seen Drew Brees, but there were lots of questions, including the Miami Dolphins, who much to Nick Nick Saban's chagrin, (laughs) did not sign him, right? Signed Dante Culpepper instead because they had legitimate questions about his shoulder. We have never seen a 100% healthy quarterback who's top 10, 15 caliber even hit the market. Let's say that Aaron Rodgers was an unrestricted free agent tomorrow. What would he be worth? I'd say at least $40 million a season and possibly more because you're talking about some teams that just simply have money to burn right now. You know, you look at the San Francisco 49ers, for example, they entered free agency with what, about $70, $80 million? How about the Cleveland Browns, $102 million under the cap? And see, this is where teams would, would start tanking even more. I think if these quarterbacks were available in free agency, I think because, you know, what? how do you fix your team? Well, you find an elite quarterback. So if you're the New York Jets, why spend money this year? Save money under the salary cap, and if you know that you can bid on a top-tier quarterback in free agency, you're putting yourself in prime position for a year down the road. So I think that's something. And this is why we have the franchise tag to begin with. It was based upon quarterbacks. This was when the NFL and the NFL Players Association were hashing out the labor agreement in the early 1990s. Teams were like, look, we'll do free agency, but we're afraid of losing our quarterbacks, so you have to give us the franchise tag. The NFL Players Association agreed, but Clay, what they either didn't envision or they just simply didn't care was that franchise tag then being used on other positions. Even punters have been franchise tagged before. So it's been something that's kept the best players from hitting the free agent market sometimes in their prime, and it gives those teams a chance to re-sign those players. But you're right, it's very rare that the top-tier players hit the free agent market. And what that leads to is the underclass. Those second-tier guys get paid like first-tier players. The first-tier players get pissed. They want to get paid. So it is a salary driver in its own way. Anything else in the NFL right now that I wasn't smart enough to ask you about that I should have been smart enough to ask you about? What else is going on right now in the kind of the quiet season for the Kansas, NFL? Well, it's not quiet in Kansas City, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, and, good know, point. Yeah, I mean, brother, that thing with John Dorsey, listen, if they weren't planning to keep John Dorsey as their general manager, then they fooled those new folks that he hired and that front office that he reconfigured. I mean, you don't let, uh, like, your Chris Ballard, your assistant GM, walk out the door, a guy that has a lot of respect around the NFL, he could have been your new GM. Instead, you let him leave to Indiana because you figure you're going to sign John Dorsey to a long-term deal. So they're looking around, but there's a lot of skepticism. And I talked to one of the people involved in this play that, and, you know, there, there's a feeling that Andy Reid is ultimately going to really have more juice than the GM and that the GM may be someone that's simply just, you know, preparing that grocery list for Bill Parcells, if you know what I'm saying. So you're, you're maybe not even going to get a top-tier independent GM in this regard. Why did John Dorsey get fired? I get the feeling he might have been asking for too much money. I'm not really sure the other reasons that are involved. I don't think Andy Reid, you know, went behind his back and said, I can't work with this guy. But I can tell you this, if the Kansas City Chiefs and, and their representative, either the Chiefs or Andy Reid's reps said, Clay, you know, this date last week, last Friday, that's our drop dead deadline date for us to sign our or Thursday, our, for us to sign the head coach, we want the general manager on board. We want to make sure we have both guys in lockstep. And Andy Reid's set to sign, and John Dorsey's haggling about a few shekels here and there. Well, the Chiefs were ready to move on. They thought Andy Reid, I think, was more valuable than John Dorsey. But this now moves John, by the way, Clay, to the top of the GM list of guys who are out there for the 2018 season. So, you know, guys who are waiting in the wings, uh, they may have to wait a little bit longer because I think John Dorsey's going to be a very hot name come January if he's not employed by then. Outstanding stuff as always. Alex Marvez, we will talk to you next week. Absolutely, and get Billy Jean King on the line. We'll try. 877-996-6369. Your calls if you want to. I'll dive back in and take them. Also, LeVar Ball, Lonzo, and the crew were on the WWE last night from L.A. 
I watched. Yes, I have no wife. My boys and I were all gathered around. I can't wait, by the way, until WWE comes to Nashville. We're going to go watch in person. We'll play you some of the audio of LeVar Ball last night. i got to be honest with you. LeVar Ball, actually in pretty good shape. He took his shirt off, really. And, you know, for a 55-year-old dude, pretty ripped. I'm Clay Travis. This is Outkeep the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios. Great news. Quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Going to play the LeVar Ball here momentarily. First, LOL. This is from Zen Champion. LOL. It's amazing you went out of your way to interrupt your lone black caller, but let right-wing bigot John talk without interrupting. Even your callers are treated differently based on race. And you wonder why FSR and anything associated with Fox is seen as the KKK of sports talk. You think that would be a good slogan? The KKK of sports talk? Be an intriguing move, wouldn't it? Just go total sarcasm. Clay Travis, the KKK of sports talk. I think it might play well, honestly. Be honest with you guys. Speaking of incredible slogans and marketing, LeVar Ball was on the WWE last night. And he was incredible. And we've got a quick clip for you. I was watching this last night. Big baller brand all over the, the square circle. Here's what it sounded like. It is an honor to stand in this ring, to sit in this ring with you and your family. I mean, think about it. The Miz and Big Baller brand partnership. It's like a dream come whoa, true. Whoa, 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 whoa. What you mean partnership? We only got three letters. What? Triple B's. We're not here for no partnership. I, I understand just... Triple B's and an M. I mean, I heard that you were here to announce a partnership with your favorite WWE no. superstar. Nah, you, we was thinking more line, along the lines of somebody a little higher, like my son. You, you're a little too low for us right now. You're saying that I'm, uh, I'm not on the level of Lonzo, LeVar, and the whole ball family, the big baller brand. Understand, LeVar, that I am a champion, a proven champion. How many championships have you won? Two. How many championships have you won? Three. Uh, wait, did, did UCLA win this year? Oh, man. Jason Martin, you're a resident, resident wrestling expert. How would you assess LeVar Ball's performance last night? Look, LeVar Ball doesn't talk. He cuts promos. That's why I wrote yesterday that he's perfect for WWE in a one-night situation because he's going to go out there and he's going to ham it up. Now, my only real problem here, like, LeVar was LeVar. You know, he took his shirt off because he knew he could and he knew he was going to look pretty good there and he went crazy and he shook around and he said there's only two people in the world better than him and he's both of them. Still trying to figure <laughs> out what exactly that means. But Still a good lie, but I don't know what yeah. it meant either. I was watching yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, he was having a blast and that's kind of the way he operates. There have been a lot of good stories that have come out about LeVar and, and what he's done in the community and what he's done for other kids in addition to his own. The only thing that, that kind of was weird to me was Lonzo being involved because Lonzo's stature and what they need Lonzo to be as a leader for a team that has not had a leader in a long, long time. Lonzo being kind of part of the sideshow, I don't know that that was necessarily the best move, but this is exactly what LeVar is. Like, LeVar Ball did exactly what Vince McMahon wanted him to do. This was all over every sports page last night. It was all over media. It'll be all over media today. It was fun. It was almost so bad that it was good. It was so campy and over the top that you had to almost appreciate it. And LeVar did it with a smile on his face, 
and you can't really you can't fault him because Lavar is Lavar. He's going to be Lavar for better or for worse. And I think that there's more positive in Lavar Ball than there is negative. My only problem was was Lonzo and then Lamelo dropping the end bomb. I'm sure that's not what his father wanted last night on national cable television. National cable television. I will say this. Uh, I thought it was incredible. And if you want to see what it looked like when LeVar Ball came running into the ring, I tweeted it out last night. You can go find it on my Twitter feed, at Clay Travis. We've got loaded lines. We'll go to your call. Start hour three as we come back on the flip side. Crazy story out of California. Couldn't believe this when I started to investigate it, but it's actually potentially true. I want to talk to you about it. means California teams may not be able to go play games in Texas, may not be able to go play games in North Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, or Kansas, or Mississippi. It's crazy, this story. I'm going to break it down for you. What in the world is going on in California? Plus your calls next on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back. Fox Sports Radio Studios. Final hour brought to you by Geico. Everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket, it just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. As well, your car's needs now come with a reward with the AutoZone Rewards Program. Spend $20 five times, earn a $20 reward, so sign up today, get in the zone, AutoZone. Also sign up while I'm talking, telling you about it for the podcast. You may not be able to hear the entirety of the show, and if you're not listening to the entirety of the show, let's be honest, you're wasting your life. And if you're just waking up across the nation today, it's an upside-down world. ESPN has said they are not liberal because they hired... Hank Williams Jr. to sing Are You Ready for Some Football Again after they fired him for things they didn't say before. That really happened. They also came after me and said, oh, Clay Travis, he's not independent. That's not true. I'm 100% independent, the only honest man in sports media. And craziness, John McEnroe is being ripped for saying that Serena Williams wouldn't be that good if she had to play against men. He said she's the best women's player in the world when he's asked why he said Best women's player in the world. Why why, quantify, why classify it? Why, say, why not just say best women's player in the world? Best player in the world. Let, let's listen to this audio one more time. If you haven't heard this, the fact that this is controversial blows my mind and is further truth to me that you can't actually be honest in today's sports media because somebody's going to be perpetually offended. I want you to listen to this. What did John McEnroe say that was remotely controversial or remotely offensive? Best female player ever, no question. Some would say she's the best player in the world. Why qualify it? You mean the best player in the world, period? Yeah, best tennis player in the world. You know, why, why say female player? Well, because if she was a, if she played the men's circuit, she'd be like 700 in the world. That doesn't mean I don't think Serena's like an incredible player. I do. But there's, you know, the reality of uh, what, what would happen on a given day, a Serena could beat some, some players, I believe, because she's so incredibly strong mentally. But if she had to just just play the circuit, the men's circuit, that would be an entirely different story. Serena Williams has played the, oh, I'm so offended card, even though she said all sorts of things that were the exact same as what John McEnroe said. In fact, this is a great quote. This is what Serena said on David Letterman four years ago. For me, men's tennis and women's tennis are completely almost two separate sports. If I were to play Andy Murray, I would lose 6-0, 6-0 in five to six minutes, maybe 10 minutes. No, it's true. It's a completely different sport. The men are a lot faster, and they serve harder. They hit harder. It's just a different game. I love to play women's tennis. I only want to play girls because I don't want to be embarrassed. That is Serena Williams basically saying the exact same thing that John McEnroe said, although now in the 21st century in a Donald Trump era, you have to be offended if somebody says you're not as good 
as somebody else, here's the truth. Biology sexist. And biology has predetermined that men are bigger, stronger, and faster than women, and therefore men are better in all athletic events than women. The fact that that's considered controversial is, a, to me, evidence of what an upside-down world we now live in. Go into your calls. David in Minnesota. What's up, David? That's my, my whole philosophy is the same thing. Wrestling is a huge thing in Minnesota. Well, there's this girl that is a very good wrestler for her age and weight size. But she made the state for the first time, or first or second time this year, and they all made her think that you know, she's going to dominate the world. Well, she didn't, let alone didn't place in the state tournament with all boys because it's a proven fact, like you said. Men are stronger in many ways than women are, and she will never potentially place. And if she does, congratulations, I give her credit, but I don't think she will ever place because women don't have the strength as men do in sports. It's a proven fact, like you said, and I completely agree with everything you've been saying so far. That's all. I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate the call. I I just don't understand why that's controversial. John McEnroe was specifically asked why he didn't say that Serena was the best player in the world. Why qualify it? Why say the best women's player? Because John McEnroe said she might not be in the top 700 for men. I don't think that's a ridiculous proposition. I think it's true. Caleb in Knoxville. What's up, Caleb? Hey, uh, so... My friend, so I'm a student at UT, and I have a really good friend that plays with practice squad for the Lady Balls basketball team. Um, so this practice squad is, you know, a bunch of, you know, good high school basketball players. You know, they're college students now. They obviously never got any D1 offers. They never, you know, they probably never even got any, any offers. And, you know, the practice squad for these for the Lady Balls that have the number one recruiting class, you know, number one, you know, women's basketball players, in, you know, in the nation. And the Lady Balls have never – ever beaten this practice squad, you know, and ever. You're and saying the these are why, just you know, this is a practice squad of just random University of Tennessee guys who play intramural right. basketball on campus and they dominate exactly. the University of Tennessee yeah. women's basketball program, which for women's basketball is one of the most renowned in the country. Exactly. And you know, Holly Warlick even has to tell these guys, hey, like, you know, on on defense, you know, you need to take it easy today or take it medium because if they want full court press you know, full defense, you know, they'd be swatting the girls, and they and the girls can't even score. And they're because yeah. they're literally dunking on the girls, you know, like, so it's it's just kind of indicative of that, that difference of talent level. Yeah, like, I appreciate the call. Bigger, stronger, faster. I mean, I said before, if the Golden State Warriors, I don't even know who, who won the WNBA championship this year. Does anybody know? Was it the Lynx? That's the only team I know. Did the Lynx win the title in the WNBA? Does anybody know on the show? Has the season ended? Is the season going on right now? Does anybody know anything yes, about yes, the WNBA? Yes, it's happening right now. It's happening right, right now. So I think the, the Phoenix Mercury champion? won. I think for the Phoenix Mercury won last year. All right, Phoenix Mercury. If the Phoenix Actually, Mercury it was the Sparks, you won in 2016. All right, so okay, who are this, where are the Sparks from? Los Angeles. All right, the LA Sparks. All right, the LA Sparks. If they played the Golden State Warriors, we had the WNBA champ against the NBA champ. The Golden State Warriors could literally hold them scoreless for an entire basketball game. Boss. I believe that if the WNBA played, other than foul shots, they probably would get foul shots. They would not make a basket in the entire game against the Golden State Warriors if you put money on it for the Golden State Warriors. Now, they could slack off and give them an open shot or whatever else. I think that the Golden State Warriors would beat, the who is it, the Sparks, the WNBA champ, like 170 to nothing or 170 to eight if they wanted to. If they wanted to play a legitimate basketball game, 
I don't think that the Sparks could make a single basket in the entire game. That's ridiculous. No, I don't think that's ridiculous at all. All they have to do is make a three, Clay, and you're wrong. They're not going to be able to get a shot off. That's absurd. They no. would get a shot off. They'd they make would a not, jumper, Clay. They would not make a shot. If you put the money on the Golden State Warriors, if you told the Golden State Warriors defensively and allowed them to use their bench and rotate in like they were playing a men's team, if you told those guys they cannot make a shot or you have to pay a million dollars, if you hold them without making a shot, then you get a million dollars. They would not make a basket. Now, they may make a free throw because that would lead to aggressive defense. The girls would not be able to get a shot up. I think think the average person out there – does not understand how difficult it would be given the length and the athleticism. They would never get around the guys, and they would be able to block every single shot that the girls attempted throughout the entire game. I don't think they would score. That's not because WNBA players are not good. It's just because the difference between the WNBA and the NBA is like the difference between an NBA champ playing an eighth-grade boys team. That's the truth. Let's go to Rich in Connecticut. Rich, what's up? Hey, Clay, first-time listener and caller. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, Appreciate it. So on, on this point, on this point, you had stated earlier that you thought that a WNBA team or the U.S. Uh, soccer team uh, could get beaten by a mediocre high school boys team. I said a high school ever, boys team, high school state champ for boys team would beat the WNBA champ. And, and have you ever played a, a, a good female basketball player? Yes. Listen, Clay, a high school a high school champion boys basketball team, I would argue, would get the pants beat off off of them. You are uh, totally you are totally wrong. You are totally no, and completely wrong. You, Every so uh, no 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 they would get they would get destroyed. A good oh high school God, boys Clay. basketball team. A good high school boys basketball team has players who can play above the rim, at least I, one or I, two. I, I, I listen, I, I just I, I called in. I think I, I can't say I disagree with your point, but I think that particular statement was a gross exaggeration. No way uh, at all. A, a, a WNBA team would beat the pants off no of way. any high school boys basketball team. No way. The every state champion, I believe, in the country, if they played the WNBA champ, we just found out who is it, the LA Sparks. I think the best team in all fifty states, boys, high school, would beat the WNBA champ. And some states, it wouldn't even be close. Like California, they would win by 30. The best high school boys team in California probably has like four or five D1 players on it, at least. They would win by 30 points over the WNBA champs. Wouldn't even be close. You can't argue the Warriors, though. Like, that's a bad argument. No, the war- like, what you're saying is one thing. No, it is, because you're the arguing war- the Warriors, and then you're making the Serena point. Serena's the best player ever as a woman. The 700th best man if you're going to McEnroe's argument, would be like Serena or or the best WNBA team I don't, not being I think, able to compete I think with McEnroe UC Davis being, college I think hoops. McEnroe is being actually incredibly generous to say that Serena that Williams would low. be top 700. I don't think that it's even close. Serena Williams is 5'9". She weighs like whatever, 140, 50 pounds, whatever. I have no idea what Serena Williams weighs. She's not that big, point is. this Every man who is decent, I think the best men's college players would beat Serena Williams. That's absurd. No, it's not. You just yeah, don't it really you, is. You, no, it isn't. You just don't understand how much difference there is. And so you just heard those I guys. I do. Call I played in. competitive tennis. It was what I lettered in in high school. I do. I do know a little bit of what I'm talking about. Serena not being able to beat a college 
boys the player best, is absurd. The, the best, That's just no, it's obscenely not. stupid. Serena would get destroyed by the best men's college players in tennis. And I, I don't think what McEnroe said is egregious at all, by the way. I'm just saying that 700 could be a little low, but to say, like, mentioning college players in Serena Williams, that to me is a little bit much. No. The best college players in America would beat Serena Williams right now. Take away the pregnancy. Line up against Serena Williams, they would win. I would take the top 10 men's college players in tennis. I don't even know who they are. But I don't think, by the way, the top 10 men's college players are not that far off being top 700 players. A lot of those guys are going to go straight into the tour when they finish their college eligibility. So I don't think that's even remotely absurd. I think John McEnroe was being very generous. The basketball example is an easy one, right? Because you have teams and you have a competitive women's pro league. I don't believe that the L.A., whatever they are, Sparks, could score on the Golden State Warriors other than free throws. They might get free throws because they're going to get fouled. I don't believe they would make a basket. If you put money on it for the Golden State Warriors and you said you cannot allow these women to score, I don't think they would score. I think that every state champ in basketball, every boy state champ in basketball would beat the Sparks head-to-head in a basketball game. Now, then you can get into what basketball are you using. Women use a smaller basketball. Whatever, like you could – give a medium-sized basketball, right? Go somewhere between the two. Or the guys, I think, would be easier to play with the women's basketball because it's easier to make shots because the ball's smaller. Nobody talks about that. Some women's basketball, you can make a lot more shots with a smaller basketball than you can with a big one. You can also palm it a lot easier. The boys would crush them. I don't even know. What's the worst state for men's high school basketball champs in the country? That's actually a fun debate. I don't know. Would it be Maine, North Dakota? Like, if you ranked... All of the state champs in the 50 states right now, which state would have the worst state champ? That would be the game that would be the most competitive against the WNBA. Big states wouldn't even be close because big state schools all have multiple D1 guys who would just dominate in a game to be the state champs. Maybe like maybe in North Dakota, there's not a single guy who's signing D1 sports on the state champ. I don't know. Maybe Alaska, you know, small state populations where there just aren't that many players to choose from. That would be roughly the equivalent, I think. We'll take more of your calls, 877-996-6369. John McEnroe getting crushed for saying the truth. Men are better at sports than women. I'm Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, now's a fantastic time to buy a new Honda. Visit shophonda.com or visit your local Honda dealer today. Several of you sending me this link. In preparation for two upcoming friendlies against Russia, the U.S. women's national soccer team played the FC Dallas under-15 boys academy team and lost 5-2. to two. That is the best women's soccer players in the world. They beat everybody when they play them from all the other countries. They lost 5-2 to two to a 15-and-under boys soccer team. Robert coming through with some off-the-top-rope research here on my assertion that the top men's tennis players would beat Serena Williams. Robert, what you got for us? Yes, sir, Clay. TCU's Cameron Norrie. He, uh, huge, huge fan of Cameron Norrie. Absolutely. Love his, he actually love his came talent. From, uh, from overseas to play here in the States, so we respect that about him. He wants to play with the higher competition. Yes. He's ranked number 236 in the world by the ATP. Top-ranked college player ranked So he's a, the, the top-ranked college player is in the top 
top 250 all all the time. Yes, he had topped out at 230 a few weeks ago, then he lost, dropped down to 236. Um, top-end college players with Crusher. This is, like, this is Jason Martin. is sitting in the studio holding his tennis racket, just rocking silently and weeping. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm taking dumb phone calls right now from people that, that want to say things to me. But, uh, yeah, so 236. I'm just saying 700 seems a little bit low. I'm not saying I disagree with John McEnroe at all. I don't, and I don't disagree with your point. But you, Cameron Norrie being 236, so I had it wrong in terms of where college I athletes think top, would be. I think uh, top college tennis players are going to be pretty good. I mean, like top male college yeah, I mean, tennis players because lots of them are going to go straight into being pro. That's true. I had you know one of my old roommates was sponsored by Prince in high school. And then went to college, obviously, and played there and then joined the ATP. So, I mean, that's that's all very, very true. I'm just saying 700, like 236 is the best in the world uh, in terms of the best college player in America right now. 700's just, it felt a little bit low to me. But I would say 500 at least, I totally agree. And maybe 700, I don't know. I just I don't think it's egregious in any way. I don't think I there's, my, the my argument here is, low. I don't think there's that much difference between, you know, like the best player in the world and the 700th player in the world, there's a big difference. I don't think there's that much difference when you get down that low. Like the difference between 620 and 980 is minuscule, right? Like the uh, in general, like the difference between that, that level of tennis, I don't think is that substantial. By the way, one good bit of news. We need like 10 lines now, Jason Martin. It's the most phone lines yes. I've ever had for a uh, for a show before. So we now have 10 lines to allow you guys to get in, 877-996-6369. That's uh, as many as I've heard of a sports talk show having. Obviously, we love your interaction. So I'm going to go take a bunch of your calls now from all over the country. Let's go to Anthony in California. What's up, Anthony? Hey, Gordon Clay. How you doing? I'm outstanding. All right, so I am 100% on your side. I'm going to take it a little personal. My little sister got a full-ride scholarship to play college basketball. Her senior year, they were having the argument on their team that boys were better than girls, vice versa, they could keep up. She played a freshman who didn't get a single minute on the court and lost 11 nothing. I love my sister, but the fact is that when it comes to the best boys, the best women, the men are always going to win. John McEnroe didn't say that some schlub off the couch is going to beat Serena. These are the best of the best men, and it's true. Amen. I appreciate the call, Anthony. That, to me, is what's so interesting about this story, is that John McEnroe is getting ripped for saying something that I think is incontrovertibly true, and something, by the way, that Serena Williams said herself, that she would get crushed by men's tennis players. She didn't want to get embarrassed, so she didn't want to play him. Now she's saying, like, leave me alone. I'm pregnant. Like, he got asked a question, he answered it honestly, and now he's getting ripped for it. And by the way, he's going to be on Dan Patrick later today, so you guys can go listen to him. We'll see if he – I hope he doesn't back down at all. I hope he says, yeah, I actually misspoke. I think Serena Williams would get beat by the top 1,000 men's players. Let's go to Lou and Tempe. What's up, Lou? And everybody, you know, any normal thinking person would agree that men are superior. That's why women get happy when they beat men and something, and we get nothing when we beat them. But I heard him say something about eighth grade boys could beat the WNBA champs. That yeah, the best happen. eighth grade boys basketball team in the country right now would beat the WNBA champs. Not best a eighth, 100%. 100%. LeBron James in eighth grade. LeBron James in eighth grade is better than the best women's basketball player of all time has ever been. And the best eighth grade boys team would beat the LA Sparks. Anthony in Wisconsin. What's up, Anthony? Anthony. Yeah, Anthony, what's up? 
Talk to Alex. We can give you a doc right over there. I have no idea what Anthony's saying. Let's hang up on him. Here's the deal. Now that we have 10 lines, I'm going to run through. I'm going to get as many of you on as I possibly can on here. But you got to be prepared. you got to be able to step up and make a play. Like, think of me as a point guard. I am Alonzo Ball coming down the court, hitting you with a chest pass, and you've got a wide-open jumper. Are you going to blow it, or are you going to step up and make the shot? Trying to run through as many as we can. Now we got 10 lines. Ready to roll. Okay, let's go to Robert in Georgia. What's up, Robert? Uh, I just wanted to point out, I think that uh, as you get into sports that involve equipment, uh, specifically tennis rackets, uh, golf clubs, it starts to neutralize the size, speed, strength advantage that men have. Because Somewhat, but Annika Sorenstam played in a men's event and came in like 96th out of 116th, right? Yes. Absolutely. I'm not saying that it totally overcomes I, I, I totally I agree with you. That if, if, if a woman, yeah, that's a good point. If a woman is ever going to play in a men's sport and be able to compete, it'll be something like what's happening now with, uh, with obviously, Danica Patrick. Danica Patrick is in a car, and the car helps to neutralize the size, speed, and strength advantage. Now, in NASCAR, she still hasn't ever won, but she's one of the 50 best people in the world, theoretically, at what she's doing even if she's not winning at a high level in NASCAR or ever winning a race. But I think that's true. I think that certainly the more, uh, the more like mechanical the event, the more likely it is that a woman can compete equally with a man. Car, golf clubs, like certainly the average woman's golfer doesn't hit the ball anywhere near. This also happened, by the way. Remember when, uh, who was it? It was uh, Fred Funk got ripped because he said, that he was like he would he got criticized for taking a shot some people said at the LPGA when he said I can't even drive the ball as far as LPGA golfers now people were like well that's so sexist to Fred Funk I'm like are you kidding me men who are professional golfers drive the ball farther than women who are professional golfers if you are a former men's professional golfer and you can no longer outdrive LPGA golfers it's a sign that your game has declined and that you shouldn't be that happy about the evolution of your game. Like, he got ripped for being sexist there. I'm like, this is true. You can't be sexist if you're using actual facts. Robert in Georgia, did we just go to Robert? Let's go to Mark in Chapel Hill. Hey, hey, uh, real quick, um, I've heard one story. I heard Mary Pierce used to to use uh, a lot of uh, men players to, uh, you know, to to practice against back at her height and win tennis. I remember she uh, remember hearing the story that she once played one of these guys who was just basically a flunky. Who, I mean, he was a good player, but you know, burned out. Even though he played much college, beat her six oh six one when she was ranked six in the world. The other thing too is I played I played college basketball. I once went out just to mess around with our girls team. The thing I think about with that ball, not so much it's not so much the palming and whatnot. You can shoot it from about eight feet further out and make shots. You can shoot from half court. It's ridiculous how easy it is to shoot that ball. Yeah, no, I, I think it gets underrated how much easier it is to make shots with a women's basketball. If you've never played with a women's basketball or shot with it, it's like playing almost with a mini ball. Think about when you get used to the, the rhythm of the shooting, like the rim is just so much larger relative to the ball that you're going to make a lot more. And look, I could have been a WNBA pro. Hate to brag, but I could have played pro basketball in WNBA. Uh, let's go to Daryl in Austin. Daryl, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? It's living the dream. Hey, uh, I, I totally believe that uh, high school players, top high school players, would, would dominate the uh, women 
WNBA because nowadays these guys are uh, high school players. Uh, a power forward is, 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 is cut up like a defensive end, and they're a lot quicker, a lot stronger. Uh, however, I don't think an eighth grader is fully developed to handle a top. Uh, hey, best, best eighth grade men's team would beat the WNBA champ. Wouldn't even be close. I just gave you that stat about women's soccer. An under-15 men's team just beat the women's soccer national title team. The world champion women's U.S. women's soccer team got beat by a 15-and-under boys team in Dallas. And it ain't like, by the way, our boys are unbelievable at soccer. They get their ass kicked all over the place in international play. Going to get a couple more calls in. Uh, Let's go to uh, John in Illinois. John, what's up? Uh, yeah, Clay. I was just uh, going to tell you that there's uh, several articles uh, written on this on the Serena Venus uh, when they were at the tournament in like '99. Yes, and uh, were bragging about they could uh, beat any man, and the guy was ranked like 203rd. They said he played that morning, and in between games, he was drinking and smoking cigarettes, and he beat beat him back to back six zero and six one. Yeah, so I, I saw mean, that article. He crushed him. He was drinking. And he said yeah. that uh, that he could have. He tried to play. He said about like the six or seven hundredth best player in the world, and he won. I think that's probably where John McEnroe is getting the seven hundred number. He said he wasn't playing like he was a top two hundred player in the world. He was trying to play like he was seven hundred, six hundred, or seven hundred. Let's go to Eric in Kalamazoo. He's been waiting a long time. Eric, what's up? Eric in Kalamazoo. He's in the barber like shop. I gave him an opportunity to make a play. He didn't make it. All right, let's go. Time for trending, right? Let's go to trending. On the flip side, we'll talk to Casey Smith, KYC Smith. But first, let's go to trending now. Welcome back. Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And with TrueCar, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for and, on average, save over three grand off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Casey Smith joins us now, as she does every single Tuesday in Hour 3. But before she comes on, she may not have heard this audio, but I'm going to play it for her because we like to just bring her right into the middle of the fire here. Uh, John McEnroe being interviewed. This is what we've been talking about. This is what the callers are reacting to. If you're just waking up, this has turned into a major story. McEnroe, by the way, will be on Dan Patrick's show later uh, this afternoon, or later in the day, obviously, as soon as this show ends, for many of you who follow on Fox Sports Radio and listen to Dan Patrick. But here is what John McEnroe said that has turned into a major, huge sports story. Best female player ever, no question. Some would say she's the best player in the world. Why qualify it? You mean the best player in the world, period? Yeah, best tennis player in the world. You know, why, why say female player? Well, because if she was a, if she played the men's circuit, she'd be like 700 in the world. That doesn't mean I don't think Serena is like an incredible player. I do. But there's, you know, the reality of uh, what, what would happen on a given day, a Serena could beat some, some players, I believe, because she's so incredibly strong mentally. But if she had to just, just play the circuit, the men's circuit, that would be an entirely different story. So that's what John McEnroe said. It's blown up. Serena Williams now taking offense, even though she said before that she would get crushed by men uh, like Andy Murray if she played. She would lose in 10 minutes, 6-0, 6-0, she said. Casey Smith, you happen to be female. You happen to be a girl. You're the first girl to, co- to come into the uh, hornet's nest here and weigh in. When you hear that interview, your thoughts? Uh, at first, I was. my thought was, is, isn't he telling the truth about just the physical ability between men and women? I don't think that 
there's any secret that, especially at the professional level, that men are going to be stronger, faster, taller, bigger than women. I think that where the where people are getting all caught up on it is that he said 700. Maybe if he would have said 200, people wouldn't have been in, as pissed off. But I don't understand why comparing a male tennis player to a, a female tennis player gets everybody all up in arms because Serena goes and plays the top players in the world. Yeah, she is going to get crushed. I don't know about 700 because – we're not ever going to see that happen, but I don't understand why people are upset because guess what? Guys are better at sports than women. That's just the way that it is on average. You might find one woman that can compete um, with a group of men, but in reality, that's just kind of the way it is. It doesn't offend me at all. Yeah, and I think it's strange. Like, you do CrossFit. I do CrossFit. There are girls who kick my ass in CrossFit, right? <laughs> like, in theory, I should be better than them because I'm bigger, stronger, and faster, right? And they still kick my ass. That doesn't make me think less of women. It makes me think more of women because I'm like, these girls are badasses. So I think when stories like this bubble up and it turns into a, oh, this is sexist of John McEnroe, which some people are saying, like, no, it's honest. It's him telling you exactly what his opinion is. And the questioner asked him that, right? He said she's the best women's player in the world and one of the greatest women's players of all time. And she actually said that she's great on the mental side of the game and everything else. Like, to me, this is mostly complimentary of Serena Williams, but she's just not as good as the men. And and that's not a, a knock on her. It's it's simply a truth. And that the interviewer said, well, why don't you say she's the best player in the world? And John McEnroe said, because she's not. Like, that's what he's paid for, right? <laughs> to be honest, to give his opinion. And so I just think it's crazy that this turns into a major kind of sports story. Yeah, I think that the, the maybe the comment where he was like, oh, well, she'd probably be like 700th is why people are pointing at as it is sexist because it kind of seemed like he was really downplaying her because – you know, that's a, obviously a big number, but at the same time, he's been on the men's circuit. So if he believes that the 700th guy in the world could beat Serena Williams and he came out and said it, when you say something about a physical ability between a man and a woman uh, in, in, on the normal average side, I mean, just you're right. There are a lot of people in CrossFit, women in CrossFit, that could kick a lot of men's asses. But on average, when you talk about physical ability, I don't understand why people get upset about that. Now, if he came out and said, well, She's not as mentally tough as men. Okay, fine, sexist. Or she's not as you know committed to the sport as men. Fine. But when you're talking about actual physical ability of body makeup, this is science. I mean, this is absolutely science. And I just, I don't understand how people look at it as sexist unless you just want to throw out that he was over exaggerating the number, which I have no expertise on because I'm not on the men's circuit. So I think it's just a, a story for people to get sensitive about. And if he would have attacked anything else other than the physical makeup of the different genders' bodies, then maybe have a story. But I think this is just a slow sports time, Clay, to be honest with you. Oh, it's great sports talk radio fodder. And we're talking to Casey Smith, <laughs> K-A-Y-C-E Smith. You can go find her on Twitter. She's in Boston. And obviously the Celtics, let's shift gears a little bit. The Celtics had a good pick, number three overall. They traded the number one pick. And there continues to be kind of a lot of smoke surrounding what's going to happen with Gordon Hayward. What is Danny Ainge and the Celtics going to do? What's the vibe in Boston as to what the Celtics are going to do as NBA official start of free agency inches closer and closer? Well, there's a lot of talk right now about going out and trading for Paul George because they know that if Indiana waits until next season when he goes into free agency, that they're not going to get anything for him. And he is a superstar player right now. And, of course, people are talking about him wanting to go to L.A., but the question now is, is what could Danny Ainge and the Celtics give up, even if Paul George is only a one-year rental player, 
because a lot of people believe that once you get him into Boston, you can maybe get him to renegotiate and sign an extension. So right now a lot of attention is on Paul George, but like you mentioned, Clay, Gordon Hayward has been on everybody's minds because he is a free agent and now Blake Griffin as well. So it kind of depends on how people see building for the future and building for the now. But I think that if you can get Paul George, who's one of, you know, a top player in the NBA is a superstar, even in, for one year and you don't have to give up too much, uh, I say absolutely do it. He's a much better player than Gordon Hayward. Uh, when you look at Blake Griffin, if you can, you know, get him in there and, and be uh, the rim protector the Celtics need, then absolutely. The thing about Gordon Hayward is he's a great basketball player. He's absolutely going to elevate the Celtics. There's no question. But he almost feels like the flavor of the year because he is in free agency, that if you look at any other year, you wouldn't be clamoring for somebody like Gordon Hayward. So it'll be interesting to see which way they go. I also don't think Gordon Hayward's going to leave Utah. So if they can get him to Boston, great. It'll be great for the Celtics. But I think somebody like Paul George or Blake Griffin uh, should be a higher target for Danny Ainge. Tom Brady was just named the greatest NFL player of, out there by, I think, like an NFL uh, NFL Network survey or NFL.com survey. I'm not sure how they do it. Uh, is there any disputing in your mind at this point that Tom Brady is not just the greatest player right now, obviously with the five titles. Is Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time in your mind? Yes, he is. And what's interesting about that list, we talked about it last night, is that, that so that's the NFL Network's 100 players, but it's voted on completely by the players. Oh, that's so pretty when cool. You look yeah. At the, yeah, so when you look at the list from year to year, Cam Newton was number one last year. And he's 44th this year. He's That's talked amazing. that fast yeah. in one year. So, like, you know, the, the, the voting is probably pretty skewed because it's, you know, you, you look at guys like Dak Prescott's number 14. I love Dak Prescott. I grew up in Dallas, but he's not done anything. So he's not the 14th best player in the NFL. But what you do know is that Tom Brady is always going to rank up there because I do think he is the greatest quarterback of all time. And guys respect that. The, kid, the guy's going to be 40 years old in August and is, the, you know, the team's favor to win another Super Bowl. So to see him up there and, and Von Miller at number two, that all makes sense because these are guys that not only are respected for what they're doing on the field, guys like them. And so when you get a, a thing voted on by the players, you know it's going to be somewhat of a popularity contest, and there's no question that Tom Brady's going to be up there. Actually, there are a lot of guys that I work with in the newsroom that didn't think that he'd be number one sim- just because guys love Von Miller Guys love Odell Beckham Jr., and people hate the Patriots. So to see Tom Brady at number one doesn't surprise me at all, but I guess if you take the the hatred for New England into account, knowing the players voted on it, then you could make an argument, but he's absolutely the best player in 2017, if not of all time, no question. Yeah, it's a good point because I think players understand more so than the casual fan does what it takes to be able to have your body able to play, no matter what position you're playing for as long as Tom Brady did. I mean, that's the thing that I've picked up having talked to a lot of NFL guys in a way that I wouldn't have when I was a kid growing up or even a college kid just kind of watching the NFL. Is the phys- I'm sure you see this too, Casey, when you talk to former players. We underrate the physical brutality of the NFL. And until you talk to former NFL players, you don't really understand the physical side of what they go through, right? And the fact that Tom Brady has been able to play at such a high level for so long impresses his fellow NFL players much more than it does your average prognosticator about the NFL or certainly your average fan. I mean, I think you probably have seen this too. It's just a brutal man's league, and I think we underrate the physical brutality of the league. 
Yeah, well, and they, there's not a, a blueprint for what Tom Brady is doing right now. Because when you look at a lot of quarterbacks that are getting near 40 in history, they are beaten up. They have a lot of concussions a lot of times. They're not throwing the way that they could because guess what? Just like women aren't as strong as men, the older you get, the less strong you are. You get That tough weaker. biology so, argument again, Casey. Older men are not as yeah, strong as younger I, men. I mean, I don't want to offend anybody out there, but guess what? That's how the body works. So, you know, with Tom Brady being the way that he is right now at his age, you know, he is something that we haven't ever seen really because he's still playing at the height of his career. And, I mean, if you, if he goes out there and wins another Super Bowl, if he's a Super Bowl MVP or the regular season MVP at 40 years old, I mean, he's defying age. Again, that's not some crazy, uh, you know, comment to make. So you're absolutely right. I think – guys across the league are looking up, you know, and saying, oh, my God, I'm 33 years old and my knees feel like crap or my arms feel like crap and Tom Brady's going out there. And, yeah, he's not getting hit like a lot of receivers are or maybe um, having to hit as hard, but he's still getting lit up in the pocket all the time. And that's why when the concussions conversation came out, it was like, well, of course Tom Brady's probably had concussions in his career. He's playing quarterback in the NFL. So uh, what he's doing is so different than what we've seen in the past. So it'll be interesting to see. Because if he doesn't slow down at 40, when does he slow down? I have no idea. You know, of course, if you ask New England fans, they think he'll play till he's 50. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But, uh, but yeah, he, he's incredible at what he does. And I think you're right. Players across the, the league are seeing that, like, wow, this guy is almost 40 years old and is still playing as high as he can. Outstanding stuff, as always. Casey Smith, go follow her on Twitter at K-A-Y-C-E Smith. You're not going to believe the audio we have for you when we come back. John McEnroe was just on CBS this morning. What did they request? They demanded that he apologize for what he said about Serena Williams. I haven't even heard this audio. I've just seen the headline. We'll have it for you next. You can't tell the truth anymore in modern American society without somebody getting upset. This is Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Great news. Quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance as well. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, and then on average, save over three grand off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a newer used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. MSESPN, all the crazy left wing liberals who are upset when men say that they're better in sports than women, are all over John McEnroe for saying that Serena Williams would be the 700th best men's player or thereabouts. He just went on CBS this morning, and they asked him for an apology real life they asked if he would apologize for his opinion this is that audio no i'm just waiting would you like to apologize uh no um but i i I, I, the the offer is this is because it seems in tennis unlike other sports that they're always asking about how women they always ask me how i would do for someone why isn't this old bag john mackinac how would he do against serena John McEnroe, a genius for getting attention but he also just said the obvious he said the apparent he said the readily viewable and discernible to anyone out there men are a lot better in sports than women are and evidently there's a bunch of people who are upset by that fact and I love John McEnroe for refusing to apologize like I tell you what my opinion is I've never apologized for any opinion you may disagree with it you may think I'm wrong I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to apologize for my opinion I think that (laughs) I just said I just retweeted it I think that the best eighth grade boys basketball team in America would destroy the L.A. Sparks, the WNBA champ. I don't think it would be close. I think LeBron James in eighth grade was better than any woman has ever been at basketball in the history of the sport. 
especially if they got to play with women's basketballs. Eighth-grade boys can dunk. The best eighth-grade boys team would dominate. We're talking about, I used as an example earlier, women's soccer team got beat by the under-15 men's soccer team. Use your brains. Don't be idiots. I'm Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 